So it was many moons ago that uh, I had an aha moment, a turning point in my career as somebody in the HVAC field, but also a turning point in my life. When I first started in the trade, I was a 20-year-old. All I wanted to do was hang out with my buddies. I wanted to get home as fast as I could. Okay, and I didn't care about what was happening. I didn't care about learning. I just wanted to finish the job and get home. And mostly that job was hanging out with another mechanic and watching him and trying to learn from him. But at 20 years old, I didn't get it yet. I didn't understand that if you want to go somewhere in life, you got to put the time in. But at that point in my life, all I wanted to do was party. I mean, that's the mentality of a lot of young adults these days, or even back then. That was, that was 20 years ago. But I had a turning point that happened to me, and, and I'll tell you what happened. I was um, in my work truck in the morning going for an oil change. And after the oil change was done, I was heading off to work for the day. So the local mechanic that we used, he was kind of on this little side street, but off of a main busy road. So as I'm leaving the mechanic, I got to turn left onto this main road, right? And there was an island separating the east and the westbound lanes. And I was turning left to go westbound. And as I turned left, my curb or my tire hit the curb of the island. And I ended up riding up onto the island and taking out the road sign on the island. That was anchored into the ground, but I bent it over and broke it. So I pulled over. The road sign was kind of cockeyed, right? It was kind of sticking out onto the road. So I, I pulled over, I picked it up, I laid it flat onto the island. And that's where I left it. I went back to the office to report it to my boss who was sitting in dispatch chair. Now, I didn't really understand why he always sat in dispatch, but probably had something to do with the fact he was a micromanager and he needed to be in on everything. But I said to him, and I looked him in the eye and I said, listen, the van hit a road sign. He's like, what did you say? I said, the van hit a road sign. He said, I, I think we should call the city to have the road sign fixed. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, back up a minute. He's like, the van didn't hit a road sign. He said, you hit a fucking road sign. Those were his exact words. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I I guess I did hit a road sign. And I guess when I said the van hit the road sign, I was kind of trying to take the, uh, the edge off of what happened. Maybe, I don't know at the time. But he said, he went on a rant about owning up to your mistakes. About how when you're a man, you own your mistakes. Take ownership of it. And since that day, I've never forgot that conversation. Because it's true. What's the point of lying about a mistake? Because that mistake happened. If you lie about it, we're not really going to get anywhere. You're not going to learn anything from it. So if you come clean about your mistake, 
it actually feels better inside. It's almost like therapy when you speak about it. If you hold it in and you lie about it, you might get away with it, but then you're going to live with that. So I've made a lot of mistakes in this trade as an apprentice, even as a licensed technician, because I'm human. Now, I think it's important that when you do make a mistake, you own up to it. Simple and plain. Now, that's what this podcast is going to touch on. I'm going to go through some stories of some mistakes I made, and you guys may be able to relate to that. I'm hoping you can, and, and maybe you can learn something from it. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. I'm super, super excited and super stoked to announce that Armstrong, HVAC Know-It-All, and myself are going to be teaming up. We're going to be collaborating over the next few months to bring you guys some solid information and education on pumps. Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Watch out on those platforms for some solid educational pump tips coming your way real soon. And on the podcast, we're going to be inserting some audio deep dive discussion, which is going to bring you some further information on pumps. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the Armstrong design envelope pump, but it's a pretty badass looking pump, if you ask me. It offers up to 75% energy savings. It's got a VFD drive attached directly to the pump. It's revolutionized commercial and residential pumping. They're smaller, they're lighter, and they offer super fast commissioning. If you want more information, you want to check these pumps out, head to armstrongfluidtechnology.com and check them out. It's worthwhile. So guys, over the next few months, like I said, some awesome pump education coming your way. Stay tuned. This episode of the HVAC Know-It-All podcast is brought to you by Armstrong. HVAC Know-It-All is sponsored by the Testo 552 vacuum gauge utilizing the Pirani vacuum sensor. The Yellow Jacket digital torque wrench. Guys, make sure all of your flares are torqued just perfect with the YJ digital torque wrench by refrigeration technologies viper wet rag protect all your heat sensitive devices using wet rag heat blocking putty and true tech tools all the tools in their tool store save eight percent with promo code know it all that's k-n-o-w-i-t-a-l-l use that promo code at checkout and save eight percent on all your purchases at true tech tools this podcast is sponsored by Field Pulse. Go paperless, guys. Paperless invoicing, paperless quotes. Field Pulse. Let's get to it. I remember I had a really, really bad week. Um, and the week had a theme to it. It was all about taking out low-voltage transformers. And I probably took out about three or four in a three- or four-day period. And I don't remember every specific uh, case, but I remember one of them. And I was changing a fan limit, like an older style fan limit control where um, basically it controlled the fan during the heat cycle. And it had a long kind of shaft, like a nine inch shaft that went into the heating section, which measured the temperature. And it had like a little rotating dial on the front. Now, 
from what I recall, there had a it had a jumper on it, and I was supposed to cut that jumper for twenty four volt operation. Now I didn't because I didn't read the manual, and because I installed that without cutting the jumper, I took out the transformer, and I took out the thermostat. I called my service manager, and I said, "Here we go again. This is the third or fourth one," and he was not happy to say the least. He drove out there with me the next day to go through it. And that's when I found out that I didn't cut that little jumper. And all I had to do was pick up the manual and read the damn thing. So guys, even if you've installed a part a thousand times, if it comes with a little manual and you haven't read it, pick it up and read it. You might learn something. And if you're installing a part from scratch for the very first time, 100%. Pick that manual up and read read the goddamn thing because it could save you a lot of headache in the long run and it's also going to help you learn for the future. So that was my bad. I should have picked that manual up and read it. But anyway, we fixed it up, changed the stat, changed, put in a, a new fan control with the wire, with the jumper cut, put in a new uh, transformer and all was good. But to be honest with you, I thought I was going to be fired that day because that was the fourth one in a week. Now, I'm supposed to be a guy that can go out and do simple things at that point. But obviously, my lack of giving a shit kicked in and I wasn't doing things properly. So, I said I had an aha moment with my boss about being a man and owning up to mistakes. Well, I owned up to those mistakes. But the next step of, of learning and becoming, progressing as a man was to realize there's references around me and to take the time to look at them, to educate myself, to learn. And that, I, I didn't do that. So going forward, guys, pick up the damn manual. And read it because it could save you a lot of headaches. Couple, uh, couple of doozies, couple of doozy mistakes for you here. I uh, we took care of this building, and, and I think we still do actually. It's um, it's this weird kind of condo style building, but it's got these offices in it, and these offices all have these um, these air conditioners slash heaters, but you got to pull them out of the wall to work on them they're really really they're, they're they're big they're bulky and they're very awkward and they're hard to work on and, and if you want to clean them you got to take them out you got to dolly them downstairs clean them dolly them back up because there's no elevator you got to put them back in well the blower wheels on these things have a very um you need a very very long allen key to get at the uh the set screw if you want to change the blower motor to get the wheel off so i had a call that on one of these units the blower motor was dead i went back with the new motor and i was trying to get the wheel off now i couldn't get my allen i had just standard allen keys i couldn't get the allen key down there and the way this unit was designed, you couldn't get it in any other way except through the uh, the little knockout hole that they put in the fan blade for you. 
That was the only way to get in there. So I had a bright idea. I'm a genius. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut the blade. And there's two of them because there was two set screws. I'm going to cut the blade to get the one set screw off. I'm going to spin the motor around and I'm going to cut the blade to get the other set screw off. Hold off the blower, put it on, put the motor together, assembled it all, started it up, and it was running fine. It was. And I had no idea what I did. I had no idea what I was doing in this case. I didn't know that by cutting the blade, you're going to put the whole fan in an unbalanced state. But when I put the thing in, there was no vibration, no rumbling, no nothing. It was a week later. I get a call from a senior tech from the company. And he's like, what did you do down here? And I'm like, well, I changed the motor because it was dead. And he's like, did you cut the blades on the blower wheel? And I said, yeah. I said, I couldn't get down to the, uh, I said, but wait a minute. I said, I cut them on a, so they're symmetrical or even because the, <laughs> I, 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 I was just trying to make excuses at that point. Um, but yeah, the thing started rumbling and vibrating all over the place. So he took the motor out. He had to get a new motor, a new wheel, and he brought the old motor and wheel back to the shop and he put it right on the table for everybody to see. I don't know if that's a dickhead move or if that's a teaching moment, but for me, it was uh, it was kind of both because I'm like, man, you didn't have to put that right on the bench for everybody to see. We could have talked about this in private, um, but you know what? I'm never uh, I'm never gonna forget that. So, my boss walks out, and they're both standing there beside this motor and and blower wheel. When I get back to the office, and oh man, again, I thought I was gonna get fired. So. We sat down and we had a long talk and this, I can't remember if this was before or after the, uh, the low voltage shorting situation, but it was definitely in that time period. And my boss, the owner, he said to me, he's like, okay, we're going to wipe the slate clean. He said, you're going to pay for this motor and this wheel out of your own pocket. And we're going to wipe the slate clean. And we're going to start fresh. So that's what we did. And from that point on, I was so diligent about the things I was doing. I did not want to have this embarrassment again of everybody seeing what I did and the mistakes that I made. So guys, do not cut lower wheel fins. It's not going to work out in your favor. And while we're on the topic, if you guys ever take a blower wheel out to clean it, you better make sure that you clean every nook and cranny of that wheel. Because if you clean it half-ass and there's pockets of dirt still in that wheel, you could also cause it to be unbalanced. So just be careful of that going forward. So that that is another doozy of one of my mistakes. And, and here's another one. And this one was more, um, I don't know, th th this one to me, is just kind of a lack of observation. 
So I, I installed a, a Mitsubishi split unit. And obviously the condenser unit was pre-charged. And it was all done. We pressure tested the line set and the evaporator. And I was going to pull a vacuum on the system. I went back after my vacuum was done. At that time, we weren't using micron gauges. I didn't know anybody that was using a micron gauge. So I never had a micron gauge on the system. But I went back a couple hours later. And yeah, I was in a good vacuum. Um, went to go open the valve on the condensing units. On the condensing unit, the valves to release the charge. And there was no charge. It was out of gas. And I'm like, what? It's got to be the start leak checking the condensing unit because I'm all I'm all gerfuffled at this point. I'm all stressed out. And guys, you got to understand here, calmer heads always prevail. So I think I went back the next day when I was calm and I looked at it from a fresh point of view in the morning um, when I wasn't all stressed out. And what I did was as I hooked one of my one of my hoses up to the condensing unit side on one of the fittings. So when I pulled the vacuum, I actually pulled out the charge from the system. Incredible. Now, I didn't really get into too much shit for that because after I pulled the a vacuum again on the entire system and charged it up, everything was good. The install went fine just for that. That part didn't. So the, there, there's another doozy for you and something to watch out for. But my mistake, and I owned up to it, and I told one of the senior mechanics what I did because I was talking to him about it the day before. And when I told him what I did, he was just howling. Like he was having a great laugh over it. Because, I mean, that, that's something that could happen to anybody when they're busy and not paying attention. They're on the phone, they're doing this, they're doing that. But you guys, if, if you're doing things for the first time, or even if you're doing things that you've done a thousand times, if you're not giving your full attention to what you're doing, you're going to screw up. I've seen senior techs on the phone trying to help other apprentices while doing their own work and forgetting to do things. So just, just pay full attention to what you're doing. If you pay full attention, you read manuals, all right, and you don't get complacent, most of the time, you're going to do a half-decent job. So over the last few podcasts, you guys have heard me talking about Field Pulse. Now, more and more companies are getting on the paperless trail. See what I did there? Usually it's a paper trail. But let's end that paper trail and get on the paperless trail. And get all that messy paperwork off your desk. Guys, go to fieldpulse.com forward slash HVAC know it all. Or go to HVACKNOWITALL.com, scroll down the homepage, and click on the sponsored Field Pulse logo to start your 14-day free trial. You can't lose, guys. It's free for 14 days. Check it out. Go paperless. I remember this one time that uh, I lost about 80 pounds of refrigerant in about three days. Absolutely, 100% my fault. So we took care of a big, massive building, a communications company. Building was huge. Uh, big ass rooftop 
on the roof. I don't remember the tonnage, but it was massive, and the circuit took 80 pounds of refrigerant. There was a leak in it. Now, the leak was on the liquid line, and it had been rubbing, rubbing on the base of the unit and vibrating probably for a very long time. And the leak was at the bottom of the pipe, and there was a big, huge puddle of oil. So I cleaned up the oil. All right, I pressure tested it with nitrogen, and lo and behold, that's where the leak was underneath this piece of pipe. So my job was to fix it and charge it up. So I kind of pulled the pipe up so it wasn't um, rubbing against the bottom or the base of the unit anymore. It was sitting about two inches above it now. I don't know why the, the pipe managed to work its way down, vibration, expansion, contraction, whatever. So I pulled it back up two inches above the base. It wasn't rubbing anymore. And I got my torches out. And I got my silphos out, and I just started heating up the bottom of the pipe, and my silphos melting in, melting in. Oh, got it. Good. Cool. Now, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Honestly, I don't know what the hell I was doing, because I threw some nitrogen back in it, and I did soap check it. But I didn't have a mirror, and I couldn't get my head down that low to look underneath it, and I couldn't see any bubbles. So, yeah, I'm good. So charge it up, 80 pounds of refrigerant. Three or four days later, it's out of gas again. It's out of gas. Now, I had a phone call from three different people. My boss, the owner, um, the gentleman that we that was employed by us that was on the site full time and one of our head techs who was working at the site for a few weeks none of them were too happy with me because this was a pretty important unit and it was out of gas again three days after i worked on it well guess what i was told to go back there for free work for free for the day and i got there at 7.30 in the morning, and I wasn't done till about 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. And I ate all of that time. And I cut that piece of pipe out that I was trying to, to braise blindly, and I turned it over and looked at what I did, and it disgusted me. It was just blobs of silphos all over the place. Not in uniform, not nicely melted into the, the leak. And you could still see where the gas was, was coming out from. There's a, I covered some of it, but not all of it. So I was informed that you don't fix it, a leak like that. Until this day, I never try to fix a leak like that. You always cut the damn pipe out that has, that's been rubbing, cut it out. Get a new solid piece of pipe, couple it together, and that's how you fix it. That's how I should have done it in the first place. But I was inexperienced. I never had experience working on big machines. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe having a guy with me 
to do stuff like that for the first time might have helped. But let me tell you something right now. I'll never, I keep saying this, I'll never make that mistake again. Because I got in shit for it. And I had to spend the day working for free. And I was told how you're supposed to fix it properly. These are lessons that I'll never forget. And I'll tell you one thing, my, apprentice, my apprenticeship was, was terrible. I lived in fear every single day. I went to work sometimes with an upset stomach because I didn't know what the hell was going to happen that day. I didn't know what I was going to get yelled at. I didn't know what I wasn't going to be able to fix. But all of these lessons, they really hit home and I'm never going to forget them. And it made me a better mechanic and a better person. I don't know what level of apprenticeship I was at this time. I was probably in my third or fourth year when I did this one. Now, if now on the other hand of things, if you're an owner um, of a business, you got to understand if you're hiring apprentices and you're trying to mold them, things like this are going to happen. Things like this are going to happen and will happen. And they're going to happen over and over and over and over again. Just as so long as you learn from that mistake. I will never... I shouldn't say never because there might be an instance where I'll do it. But most times, 99% of the time, if I find a leak where it's been rubbing like that, I cut the damn piece of pipe out and I replace it. And I suggest you guys do the same. Even if I have um, a condenser that's leaking in the middle and I have to fix it, I don't just patch it up. I cut that piece out and I put a brand new piece in because it's going to be stronger. And it's going to last up to the test of time. So there's another one of my mistakes. So all these mistakes that I've brought up and are telling you stories about, they all happened in a five-year window where I was an apprentice. This next mistake actually happened just a few short months ago as a licensed, experienced technician that's been in the field for a very, a very long time. Now, I take care of this freezer, amongst many others, within the same building. And we were having problems with the controllers just kind of acting up. And we decided, myself and the customer, to change out the controllers. So I picked up a couple of uh, Honeywell T775 controllers. Completely badass controllers, I may add. Really nice. I love them. So, because there was two systems on this freezer, one was a primary, one was a backup, and we switched the lead lag operation every month, I could shut one system down totally and start changing out that controller while the primary unit ran. So, I got one of the Honeywells on, on the backup, primary was still running and that controller was still reading temperature and we were maintaining about minus 24 minus 25 degrees celsius because this is in canada and they wanted to read in celsius now i stuck the honeywell on turned it on it was reading about 12 or 13 degrees higher so it was reading around minus 12 minus 11 Somewhere in that range. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So, 
I took the other controller that I purchased and I stuck that on. Exact same thing. So I'm like, we got to have some bad controllers here. This, this can't be right. So I took the controllers back for warranty and I picked up another two. Stuck one of those on, one of the Honeywells on. Same exact thing. I was out 12 or 13 degrees. So I called Honeywell Tech Support. We spoke. We checked a bunch of things. We checked the resistance of the thermistor, the sensor that's in the freezer. We checked the resistance to make sure it matched the temperature. Blah, 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 blah. Everything was good with it. And they're like, well, it's got to be the controller. And I'm like, this is the third one I'm, try I'm trying. So I lost faith in the controller that day. But stay with me here because I have to finish. So I took, it, I, I took them back again and I picked up two totally different controllers. Totally different brand. Put one of those on. Guess what? Same exact problem. But this time, I caught it. I caught what the hell I was doing. I looked at the screen of the controller, and I noticed it was in Fahrenheit. I was forgetting to change the units of measure from Fahrenheit to Celsius on every single controller because they, they power up and default Fahrenheit, and I needed Celsius. I wanted to shoot myself in the head. But I'm going to tell you something. When I figured out what was going on, because I didn't give up. A lot of guys will call the office, oh, I can't do this. I need another guy. I need some help. Well, I didn't give up. I kept going and plugging away, plugging away. And I figured it out. And it turned out to be a stupid mistake on my part. Not paying attention. Now, I'm going to tell you this. That same week... My head wasn't in the game. I had to put my dog down. And it was the first dog I had ever owned. She was 14 years old. She was our family dog. My oldest son grew up with her. It was her, his best friend. He was devastated. And it was a really, really awkward and a really bad week for me. My head wasn't in the game. I mean, I could use that as an excuse. I guess, but I'm a professional, but I'm also a human being. So I wasn't thinking straight, but I made the mistake, but I owned up to it. I called the office and I told them what I did. I said, I just scrapped three good controllers or four good controllers for no reason. It's my fault. On the Monday morning meeting that we have every week, that next Monday, I told everybody in the meeting what I had done to get it off my chest and man did it feel good and not enough guys do this not enough guys do this guys like to pretend they're perfect and they don't make mistakes or texts in general but I'm telling you right now you will get more respect you will demand more respect from people when you're honest about what you did and how you're going to move forward and how you're going to learn from that and try not to make those same mistakes again. I'm telling you that right now. You get way more damn respect if you own up and you're honest. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Go out there. If you make a mistake, 
own up to it, learn from it, fix it, and move on. And don't dwell on it. Once you figured it out and, and moved on, don't dwell on it. Right now, I'm not dwelling. I'm just kind of going over some of the mistakes that I've made through the years and hope maybe you guys can learn from these and hope, hope, hopefully you can feel better about the mistakes that you've made. Because I've made a lot. But that's how you learn. You guys have an awesome day. Happy HVACing.